BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This week on The Last Words Podcast, who is the most underrated vocalist in metal? Kirk Hammett has the best weed, and bands are breaking up just because of COVID times. All this and more, here are Last Words, play the intro! Thank you for joining us again this week on The Pit's Last Words. I'm Katie Irizarry of Season of Mist and Loudwire, and I'm here today with... I'm Jordan Olds from Two Minutes to Late Night. Hey, I'm Travis Riley from the band This Is Hell. Welcome back, Travis. Hey, great to be here, Snake Plant. Triumphant return, baby. And this week we have a very special guest from the band Sharp Tooth. We have Lauren Cash Money. <laughs> Hi. How you doing, man? You okay? I'm good. I'm not a man, but I am good. <laughs> you are definitely not a man, but you are 100% in a classroom right now? Yeah, I am. I decided, I mean, with COVID times, why not just do a hard life pivot and become a full stack uh, programmer? So here I am, like, actually doing that for 90 plus hours a week. Yay! <laughs> Use this COVID time, learn a new skill. You're literally learning a brand new life. That was kind of the point. I've done a lot of really hard pivots in my life, and I'm like, well, here's another one. My goal is just to be the most interesting woman in the world, so. Well, speaking of hard pivots. So by now, this comes out on Thursday, you've probably already seen it, but today on Tuesday, while we were filming this, uh, the band Anathema, they're a progressive band, huge in Europe, just dropped a massive bombshell that they are going on an indefinite hiatus. And as per their statement, it seems that this is pretty much a decision they were kind of forced to make uh, right now with everything that's happened this year. I mean, we don't need to really recap that, but I think this has been a big fear a lot of people are having. I mean, I've seen this all over my newsfeed today, again, on Tuesday, and I'm sure throughout the week, more and more people are going to be seeing this because it's not even about a matter of if you like the band, if you know the band, it's just a matter of a sizable band, one that's very successful in Europe, fairly successful here mid-level band here i would say they're on nuclear blast signed to a major label suddenly calling it quits like that and i mean it's an indefinite hiatus but what does that really mean you know and i think this just kind of really opens up a lot of questions and a lot of concerns for where bands are going to be in the future i mean sure everyone's writing an album now but what's going to happen next year when everyone's putting their album out at the same time how are we going to promote these albums now there's no tours and there's there's nothing to prolong these cycles um our bands we're going to see more and more bands in financial ruin because of what's been going on and not being able to make money and just saying screw this guys i'm out of here like what do you guys think about this like how how did you feel like i'm shook from this news and i'm not even an anathema fan i just um i'm not even an anathema fan i just uh just to see this and and from any band it's just a, a foreboding omen of what might come I'm not surprised. I've been, like, the things that have kind of surprised me more are, like, bands, like, talking about touring this year. And I'm like, I'm sorry, 
are we existing in the same world? Because there is no fucking way in hell anybody is touring this year or should tour this year, frankly. I, I don't know. I have pretty strong opinions on, like the responsibility that bands have to their fan base. And I just can't even imagine putting my fans in that position of being like, hey, I'm going to be in your town. It's really dangerous for you to come out. So I really want you to come out to my show and be in a crowd of people. Like, that's so irresponsible. (laughs) Like, my hope is that this doesn't, like, impact, like, a long-term future for people. But, like, holy shit. By, like, the end of the year, most of us will have not been out for an entire year now. So I honestly completely understand people being like, yeah, are we, like, moving on to other life shit? Because, you know what? (laughs) You're a grown-ass person and you have responsibilities or you have a family or anything like that. Like, yeah, I completely hear people going, yeah, I'm a head out. That's not, like, super my thing but like i hella understand it it just sucks it's just really sad that this has kind of forced so many people into a corner um regarding like their their art so i'm so i'm surprised that we haven't heard more bands doing it you know sooner than this um and like you said it's like for them they're you know a, a decent sized band where they you know in their own country and continent if you will and then like mid sized here and it's like I can't imagine how bands who are like mid-sized to, to smaller, like how they could sustain taking off this much time. You know, I think most bands who are like kind of mid-sized or smaller, like kind of like, all right, we have three weeks off between tours, like shit, like we're going to just, just get by before we get back on the road again. So I think it's going to be, it's going to be tough for everybody. Even the, you know, like I said, even the bigger bands are going to kind of like who's sitting on all that money to like, take off for a full year you know without any, or yeah. you know not no income but having that you know touring income with the merch on top of it and stuff like that so yeah it's a massive bummer it's it's a rough spot i understand people looking to try to get money and make a living elsewhere right now because everything is super uncertain i also think that it's uh it's the job of everyone who's continuing to participate in music right now to kind of figure out how to make the platforms that we have work and become something that's interesting and something that's a little different than just a concert supplement at the same time. I think we're going to have to start seeing, everyone is recording albums right now, but we're going to have to start seeing the ways that they can make live streaming something that people actually really get excited to watch as opposed to watch out of respect and responsibility to the bands that they like. It's there. There is a difference there, and I think we have to figure out how to make live streaming more exciting. It's sort of its own thing. I don't know what that is, but I think like that's that's got to be the goal because that's where that's where there's going to be money right now. It's just it's just tough though because like I was listening to a podcast the other day and uh, Brendan from Incendiary was on it and he was talking about live streams and how like for them he's just like it's like, I'm not playing a show to, to nobody, you know, like he's like for, you know, for hardcore bands and for just aggressive bands in general, like it's, it's, it'd be weird to, you know, Literally either screaming even, into the void. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Or, even, or even playing just like a, you know, like a venue that's like, Oh, you know, we're doing like 30, 30% capacity or something instead of like full capacity. It's just, 
it's just a really weird vibe for like, you know, energetic music, I think. So I think it's fine for, you know, bands who can like go and play a drive-in show and like people sit on the hood of their car and like crush some beers and like, it's fine. But like, I think for metal and hardcore and punk bands, like they really need that live room full of people losing their shit for it to thrive. Totally. Yeah. That's true. And I also feel that really comes through. That's part of the reason why these live streams are losing their luster. I mean, half of it is because, yeah, it's exhausting now to just be like, when will this end? And when will things, you know, return to as they were? But at the same time, I think in a lot of cases, and I mean, not all of them, but a lot of the times you see these streams, it kind of comes through. Like you see this lack of energy and you see that, um, you know, there's there's empty seats in the audience. There's just something about it, I think, that actually does even just affect the performance, whether the bands and performers realize it or not, whether it's conscious or not. I think that there is just something psychological where they don't all or always necessarily perform their A-game because they are not just playing to an empty room, but also what that empty room represents. You know, right. it, it's just, I think it's, it's taking a toll on the bands and you could see it. I see some bands that I've seen live who have brought it every time and have absolutely decimated venues do live streams. And I'm just like, what's going on, man? You know? And then there's other bands that crush it. Absolutely. But. Well, what I'm saying is, yeah, no, the current version of what we're seeing from live streaming, that's not sustainable. No one wants to see that because there is clearly a huge piece missing, but. Yes there is a way to make it something different than just a concert without an audience. And I think we're seeing it with baby steps, like, like, uh, like the code orange, uh, unplugged, like making it look like making a stream that looks like MTV unplugged, doing something different that didn't feel like it was missing anything. Cause that's exactly what it was supposed to be is an intimate foot da da But that's, yeah, I think as That's, long as bands are being creative, it, it'll it'll be good, you know, and kind of yeah. taking, taking into account maybe some production that they wouldn't, like when Trivium did it, they had their entire tour production. Like they, it was like as if they were playing a full on show on tour just with nobody in the crowd, you know? Yeah, well, I think that that's really what it's going to be about. It's going to be a new, it's got to be sort of like uh, you, you got to come up with something that's different than just performing your material as if it was going to be on stage. It's going to be a new, like live streaming is going to become a new type of thing for music. And we haven't figured out exactly what that is yet. But it's going to be, the, I think like that's, that's kind of all we, that's all we got. Which is the least satisfying thing ever if you are into like heavy music or punk music. Because it was like Travis is saying, like the, <laughs> it's just gonna like all the bands that are like gonna do the like these live streams and stuff. It's like, cool, now you get to go back to the feeling that you had um, during like your first year of touring when you're in a giant room and there's two fucking people in there. Like, I feel like there's musician PTSD that comes with it. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, I don't want to do it again. I think too, you know, there's just a lot of pressure now for bands to now digitize and become more DIY. And when you're a band that's been long standing and, and a little more old school, maybe like an anathema where you've been around for 20 something years or however long they've been around for, um, maybe it is harder for some of these bands to adapt. Obviously, a band oh, like Code Orange that came up in the age of social media and stuff are going to be a little more savvy. And I think there's this pressure 
that these bands have now that you have to produce content and you have to do this and it's exhausting and i think too there's just a big mental and psychological aspect as well of just people learning something new during quarantine and or starting a whole new life and i guess people are just really at this crossroads now and even then there's also people who yeah we have all this time to get creative and do stuff but there's just that crushing mental when will things get normal in this depression that's causing it to, to be even more difficult than maybe it would normally be so i think it's just a lot of these things just are starting to snowball and we're going to start seeing more and more of these bands kind of just tapping out hopefully just temporarily but you know it just remains to be seen the swords kyle shoot says that kirk hammett has the best weed i believe it kirk hammett has behaved like a 13 year old for 46 years or whatever uh and that's probably because he has great weed and he's just uh living his truth who's, I, who's, I don't know who's gonna dispute that the dude plays like in the biggest band in the world like you think he's gonna be smoking shitty weed there's no there's no chance that his weed isn't amazing yeah really i mean I, this man also too like i feel like doesn't he live in hawaii and i feel like you get that volcanic i remember i can't say words volcanic volcanic weed down there so like I feel like, he's <laughs> like he's jumping into volcanoes like frodo at the end of lord of the rings smoking a volcanic exactly. ash that's the new form of dabbing that's how they dab in hawaii is you just throw yourself into a fucking volcano <laughs> that's incredible <laughs> i just realized we can't grow in volcanic soil so don't listen to me guys i might be smoking what what kirk hammett's smoking i don't know <laughs> He's probably getting it shipped in from from California. I just picture him like from the um some kind of monster uh, DVD where he's riding the horse. I just picture him like getting really really stoned and riding a horse. <laughs> he was probably very high when they told him he couldn't do solos, and he was like, "You know what I think is bullshit." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what? I think that's bullshit. Like he's world change. That's the thing. Is like I'm I'm a, I would be. If I was Kyle, I would be fucking terrified to try up the weed of a person that rich. Yeah. That is some that is some crazy shit. That's some fucking like dune see see a dead person becoming you at at the same time and also you can see the past and the future. That's just like a whole I'm just I'm not trying to do all that. There's enough I got a lot going on. I'm I'm going to I'm going to try it, but I I am a little scared. Right. <laughs> Also, like in 2020, I don't know, maybe it's just because I live in Massachusetts. So like, it, this is just like the land of like the promised land and there's recreational dispensaries and shit. But I'm like, who the fuck is smoking like shitty weed? Right. If you're not That's a 13 true, year old. You can That's go to the, my mom can buy good weed. She goes to the grocery store and then she buys good weed because it's across the street from the grocery store. For a second, I was like, what kind of grocery store does she go to? She gets her, oh, she gets all her produce. Mom, that's, mom, that's just diesel, mom. Plot twist, it's all edibles. Uh, the indica is behind the kale. Yeah. It checks out. As an aside, real quick, I, embarrassing weed head moment i you know when when they have uh stevia the, the stevia uh sugar packets <laughs> starbucks oh my god i know what you're gonna <laughs> i absolutely went and was like can i get sativa <laughs> <laughs> what and i kept like, you know sativa in the in the 
the green packet and they're like oh the true via because not even called stevia there and i'm like oh oh yeah it was embarrassing like, you're like i have added myself i've yeah, never done that Starbucks ever yeah that's great are you guys sick of stoner metal culture no I guess, right now never no, i'm more yeah. sick of straight edge culture <laughs> 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 I'm in the metalcore and hardcore realm, so like, it's like if you are in a hardcore band, at least half of your band has to be straight edge or vegan, or they you're not allowed. They to just don't let you. Yeah, no, you just don't exist. They like if you try, you just vanish into the ether. You have to have people who are vegan. You have to have people who are straight edge. I am neither, so. It's Thank God for my bandmates picking up all the fucking slides. Yeah, you gotta, it's like having a superhero squad. All right, so who's your flying guy? Right. Okay. Yeah, who's gonna you drive have a, you have a strong? You have a big strong guy? All right, yeah. But in a hardcore band, it's who's the vegan? Okay, who's straight edge? Okay, who has the hand tattoos? Okay, who has bleach blonde hair? Okay, that's so, that's like all the boxes you check off this year. It's yeah. important. It's important though, because everyone plays their role. You know, like the straight edge person is gonna be driving after the show, and everyone's hammered. <laughs> then you got like the one dude in the band who's like not—he doesn't write anything, or like doesn't really—he's not that important. But like he can fix the van if it breaks down. You know, like okay. And then there's you know a couple other people who don't do anything. Wow, just name your name your bandmates. Jeez. Oh, I, I'm the one who doesn't. I'm the one who doesn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and what? And the one who doesn't eat meat, so I'm a pain in the ass. Hey, there you go. <laughs> I'm also that one. It's yeah. we're 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 a pain. You can't take us anywhere. Um, <laughs> but I think what I think, like culture-wise, I feel like because like we just talked about, like you can get good weed everywhere. Like weed is just around. I think there's part of me that's like we don't need to have the weed leaf on merch anymore. I don't think. I think it's very disagree. Disagree. <laughs> you disagree? Yeah. Um, I'm on. I'm on Team Travis. There's just something just <laughs> iconic about I it. Think I know? think there's not. There's not enough fans putting weed weed leaps on merch. Uh, <laughs> I, I haven't. I haven't seen any. Unless you're wearing a Pantera shirt, I haven't seen anybody putting weed leaps on shirts. Well, like, really, you have. You haven't seen a Bongzilla shirt with fucking weed on it, dude. I mean, cannabis corpse. If, if your if your name is already like cannabis corpse or like a Bongzilla, like it's already it's like every it's shirt. Weed leaves inside the place. Yeah, where are it's, the other drug shirts? There you go. That's the real question. And I'm not talking like God, like how fucking depressing. Don't like we don't need heroin merch, but like. I want to see the metal bands that are like, um, this is our MDMA shirt. <laughs> yeah. I want to see the bands who are like, this is our psilocybin shirt. If any band's actually going to do that, it's probably mine. Um, right. But I will buy that. Just hell the, yeah. The I want, yeah, a, a band, a, a band t-shirt, and it's like the band in black and white, but they're all sleepy because it's their special K shirt. <laughs> or they're happy because special K actually can help um with depression so fun fact Ooh. oh all right yeah. that's a, that's like a new approved form of therapy is ketamine uh, is ketamine for um depression like very small doses of ketamine like micro okay yeah. yeah really cool actually <laughs> nice 
I guess you can't have mushrooms on merch anymore because everyone thinks that you that you're just like it's just early incubus merch. <laughs> it's like fish. I'm fine with that. Or you just yeah. really like fairies. Right. <laughs> oh, that's the more embarrassing one. That's the embarrassing one. Oh, I love Incubus and I love early Incubus. Morning View is like my first record. Uh, oh. The fairy thing's a little dubious. It's like, okay, how much does this band like the Renaissance Festival? Let's get real here. <laughs> and I can talk sure. shit because I worked at one. <laughs> you are allowed to talk shit. But I've can you talk it. shit like how they talk at the Renaissance Festival? Uh, yeah. But you got to pay for that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's on my OnlyFans. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'll, I'll send you a vial of ketamine. There you go. Hey, and I'll just, that's, maybe that's the thing. I just, I have subscribers and I just talk to them in accents. Actually, that's definitely a thing. That's There's a definitely thing a fetish online. for that, for sure. I want to do an OnlyFans, but it's just close-ups of me eating pasta. Like, I know. <laughs> Kate, Kate, I've wanted to make one of me eating mayonnaise. Can we just... do that together? Yes! Let's fucking go. <laughs> you have to eat pasta with mayonnaise as a sauce. How about that? I'll do it. None of oh. this is unappealing to me. There's a video out there where I did an interview drinking, using one of those, like, white and red swirl straws, drinking straight out of a jar of mayonnaise for the Ooh. entire interview, and I was drinking it. Because <laughs> commit to the bit or don't yeah. even fucking do it. There you go. Yeah, for sure. Love it. All right, well, we uh, both, I, I guess, speaking of pivots, uh, Lauren and Kate are both going to get into ASMR right now. <laughs> Espite, just They're going to take off with this, with brand new careers. Mayonnaise? adjacent ASMR. <laughs> Mayonnaise adjacent ASMR. It's just gonna sound like people walking through mud. Anyway. Um, There's a WAP reference in there. <laughs> yes, there is. So Lauren, I recently had your bass player and your drummer on my podcast for two minutes to late night. Oh. I love your band, by the way. I think you guys are really fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> but that you guys kind of get uh, like like shoved around for whether you're metal or you're hardcore, you know, that you guys are constantly kind of like battling, having like the genre battle. And I know that that can be really frustrating. Like you fit into either. I think so many bands fit into either. And the whole uh, like label dialogue can really suppress like a band like uh like reaching their their height or whatever yeah, that is the point that is why people do that with us and not with any other fucking band that's crossoverish in any fucking way they do that to silence us and to delegitimize us people really fucking don't like that i'm a woman in hardcore because and they especially don't like that I'm a woman in hardcore who is femme. And they really fucking hate that I'm a woman in hardcore who has opinions about everyone else in fucking hardcore. Um, yeah. Because that's been their little fucking toxic masculinity rapist protecting boys club forever. And then, oh my God, a girl comes in and is like, yo, uh, Fuck all of you, but your music's good. Um, so people don't like me. It's me. People don't like me, which is hilarious because I think I'm a delight. 
like you. That's why we're gonna start an OnlyFans account together. <laughs> That's yeah. fucking right. And they can't come. <laughs> well, listen, you are Let's really fun. You are a delight. <laughs> and I think because of that, because we're having this, like, I think you are an underrated hardcore vocalist. Thank you. So we have an underrated hardcore vocalist here. Are there other hardcore, or like, or just singers of any genre? Do you have do you have singers who you think are 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 underrated? I don't really listen to hardcore, but for metal, for me, I always felt Warl Dane was greatly underappreciated um, from Nevermore. Mm. A lot of people thought his voice was kind of weird, and it is, but I think there's something inviting and, and intoxicating about how weird his voice is, and I think that is what made the music what it was. And I just always loved his voice, and I always found it, it very divisive, because I've met others who feel the same way I do, that his voice is so incredible and unique and truly un unappreciated, whereas there's others who just are like, what are you talking about? His voice is terrible, or his voice is weird, or whatever. Um, so that to me is definitely one that stands out for sure. That's the bullshit though. That's the fucking bullshit in this scene. Everyone, when someone says that a singer sounds weird, it's like motherfucker, every singer who's famous sounds weird. It's a weird, right. Axl Rose, Ozzy Osbourne. They have fucking weird voices. But that's what you want. Yeah, that, that, that's the reason I think the reason why they get famous is because it's like, that's my problem with like aggressive music in general. It's like, if if you if I can't tell like if I put a song on and it sounds like just everyone else like that's boring you know like I think that some of the bands that stick out the most are the ones that have the unique sounding voices you know like uh, like if you're talking about like hardcore I think like Eddie from Leeway like everyone's so used to there being like screaming and whatever in hardcore and he's like singing and like doing cool stuff and like kind of like doing a little bit of rapping as well you know when you hear the music you don't expect that those vocals to come in you know. Um, mm -hmm. So that was one that stuck out for me for like in like the hardcore world. Any women, any women, any, any women, <laughs> any women, any women. But especially Courtney from Spirit Box. <laughs> and from I wrestled a bear once. She just wow. fucking slaps like uh, there's this uh, the obviously really fucking annoying idea that like all female vocalists sound the same or like all female screamers sound the same. That's obviously not fucking true. I always get really amped on people who are very like obviously won't like check that person's box of like, see, they all sound the same. Like you listen to fucking Courtney and it's like, uh, hell fucking no. She doesn't sound like the way that you might stereotypically think that a woman would sound. I mean, I feel the same way about me, but I pretty much any women are gonna get put into a position of either you don't sound enough like a woman or you sound too much like a woman and you just have to, <laughs> you're never gonna please everybody because there's gonna be people who like one, their idea of that, and there's gonna be people who like another idea of that. My other answer, mm -hmm. extremely underrated vocalist, um, amazing, amazing femme person. Uh, their name is Kayla Fernandez, and they are the vocalist for a band called, the greatest fucking name ever, Vagina Witchcraft. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah. That rules. And look up Vagina Witchcraft because Kayla is a goddamn beast. And they put everything into their performances and their tone is incredible. And like their lyrics, their poetry, oh my God, please, 
please, please, please support femmes in metalcore, support femmes in hardcore, support fucking black and indigenous people of color in metal and hardcore. Thank you. Off my soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> stay on the soapbox. Don't you? Okay. <laughs> I love, I love demon, demon vocals when you kind of don't, ex- you don't know what, what, what's going to happen. And then they just like all of a sudden just like, oh shit. Like, um, I don't know her name, but the singer of Dying Wish. There's just so many fucking women <laughs> killing it. I want, we're talking about specific voices. Like, I think Tina from Sheer Mag. Oh, dude. I remember, like, uh, first seeing, like, a song from them posted, and the comments are just full of bullshit. Dudes. Get it together. Her voice yeah. is so cool. I, I, I didn't even, like, I was immediately thinking, like, metal and hardcore, and, like, they're obviously, like, in that world, right? But, like, sonically they i i didn't think of them but i'm glad you brought them up because that band is so good her voice is so cool we were talking about women uh in death metal in particular malika sundara Murthe from abnormality i think she has an absolutely incredible voice and that's another band like when live music comes back if they're playing see them because they riff on stage i want to also shout out uh ray from immortal bird a beast such a good vocalist. That band is sick. If you haven't checked out Immortal Bird. First of all, their name is Immortal Bird. That name rocks. Sick. <laughs> what kind of bird is it? Fuck you. Doesn't matter. Can't die. <laughs> That's, I love it. Is it like a hawk? Is it like a sparrow? It's immortal. It does not matter. Yeah, I, I hate the... For, is the phoenix... Uh, no, a phoenix dies and comes back. Yeah, That's I guess a, technically... Yeah, yeah. it has to die. But if you're the same you, aren't you immortal even though you've died and come back? They never, they always if you come can't back stay a little dead. different. If, immortal, if you don't, this is a deep conversation. I don't know that I'm ready to have it. <laughs> <laughs> Every story I know about the Phoenix, including Phoenix from the X-Men, when they die, they come back different. They're a different oh. something. If, if we're gonna have this conversation, I need to borrow some of Uncle Kirk's uh, devil's lettuce before we get dive too deep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. I got one more shout out vocalist. That's cool. Uh, Reba, Reba from Code Orange. Oh she, yeah. Yeah. Things and it's awesome. And then she yells and she's a she's a demon. So yeah. I have one more underrated vocalist. I'm sorry. It's a really important one. Whenever people talk about Allison Chains, they talk about Lane Staley, and I don't think people ever mention Jerry Cantrell or really. Yeah. What an excellent singer and um, backup vocalist he was. I think the same goes for Queen. I think you have a lot of these bands like Queen, oh, yeah. like Freddie Mercury, he was the star, but then you also have Brian May and uh, everyone in the, in the band singing along as well. And, and, and they all do it beautifully. So I think, but for me, I think Jerry Cantrell is a big one where he just, I think people don't really give him enough credit as far as being a vocalist goes. Michael Anthony Van Halen, the Golden Harmony. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Anthony, I love him. He looks like Super Mario and he's got a beautiful voice. Um, <laughs> everybody should know, if you don't, I, I don't know if she counts as underrated, but just like the best singer in the world is Melanie Parsons from Royal. Oh, she's incredible. I don't think you can underrate her. You can't, so- she's not underrated, but not enough people know about Royal. Th- if you hear it, you're like, what is this? meld of Janis Joplin and Lemmy at the same time. It's incredible. I don't think there could be a single person that would overlook her. The band maybe, because they're not really that big yet. But uh, I think once you hear that, it is just 
a fact. It's not an opinion anymore. It's just a fact that she is a great singer. All right, we got a new album from Fintroll. Varedzavav, probably, is what it's called. Um, Lots of letters. Things don't make sense. It's a lot of, it's just mostly consonants. Uh, I want to just be able to, uh, this band is called Consonants, several of them, and uh, they're really good. Um, it sounds exactly like what a band with the name, with Troll in the name, I thought would sound like. This is some uh, this is some real uh, Lord of the Rings cartoon soundtrack uh, ass music, and good for them. I, it's we talk we talk about pi- There's always a pirate metal album each week. This is the pirate metal of this week. Uh, I, I couldn't believe re- that I got asked back to to fill in this episode. <laughs> and when I saw the list of albums, I was like, God damn it. <laughs> a fucking pirate goblin metal band on this list again. My listen, list, I my needed something new genre. to listen to during D and D. So, I mean, yeah, pick, pick anything else. <laughs> Every time Travis is here, yeah, we gotta have some pirate metal. We also got more pirate metal this week. Erlin from the old Velotok frontman put out a brand new uh, song called North Czar. It's just his last name is his last name is what the band is called. Uh, Kielvik, and uh, it kicks ass. It's what I want to ride a horse to. It's uh, what I would want a sword fight to. <laughs> this is what I would want to learn to catch a hawk with a big ass glove to. <laughs> this I is really, what I want. I really dig both of these. Um, Intro in particular, uh, they're probably among one of the earlier examples of where we see these black metal bands blending folk music and probably among the bigger of this variety. And even if you look at Spotify, their main song, Troll Hammeron, has 11 million views at this point, or, or clicks. I mean, that's huge, especially for a band of this variety. And I think they've really matured, and their sound has gotten a little more defined, a little less goofy over the years. Um, and I, I just really dig it. And I also would just like to add, it's very important, Mateus, a.k.a. Vreth, look him up, ladies, because he is a fine specimen of a man. <laughs> we talk about Peter Steele often. He's dead. But when we talk about living sexy men, Vreth, and he's just one that gets better with age. Like Nuno Betancourt. He's just hotter as he gets older. I'm sorry, Mateus. It's probably weird. But I, I, I'm just saying. I support you. I'm going to Google you, Mateus. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Fuck it. Yeah. No, go off. I mean, listen, there are. Uh... There are handsome cosplayers. This counts. Like, is this a is this a, a, a pivot to to hot hot folks? Yeah, who else do you think hot? Hot folks hot in folk metal. Now we're still on topic. Hey, <laughs> I'm always yeah. here for the hot man discussion. But ladies, look up Breath right now. Breath from Brintroll on all stages of life. 2004 Breath. Now Breath. Hot man. He's hot. Wait, but aren't they going to just get the troll outfit? No, they don't wear troll outfits. He just wears like a little bit of. That's you know, the other band. That's a, that's a different band. You're thinking of that other one. I don't know what. Oh, band. I. Oh, Necro yeah, Goblin. Yeah. Necro, Necro, Necro Goblin oh. Comic Con. No, oh, you can have a band called Fintroll and not dress. This is this band sounds like the dress. I just assumed there's a troll on the album cover. False I just, advertisement. Based on. No. Yes, exactly. This sounds like I'm about to go on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride and they're not fucking dressing up like trolls. They're not just getting Spock ears at least. 
Come no. on. He better be really hot because otherwise I'm I'm disappointed. He just knew that guy just knows he's really hot. He's like, listen, we can't cover I know it's called fin troll, <laughs> but we can't cover up the goods. I mean he doesn't even face. wear a shirt, so you might be onto something. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> this might be the nerdiest show we've done yet. And that's saying you just you, you just invited a fucking programmer whose only hobby is D&D right now. Like, come on. Yeah? <laughs> I love it. All right, we got Plague Year, Circle of Darkness. It's a fucking death metal album, y'all, or thrash, or whatever. It's thrash, but he's doing a death metal vocal. It's great. I uh, I haven't heard a person do this type of uh, uh, grumpy vocal in a long time, and I was like, oh, I forgot about this one. This is great. I had a great time listening to this. It's a really good marriage of, of death metal and thrash metal. It's definitely my favorite of the uh, my favorite of the bunch for this week. It is a certified ass beater. This album, it's like from start to finish, it just it goes super hard in the paint. Jordan, I really enjoy it. Absolutely, absolutely hard in the paint. Uh, it's very. This is if you like obituary, dive into this. This is what you want. Yeah, this kind of sounded like a, a mix up of obituary and like uh, old school Sepultura. Like that. Yeah. That's kind of the vibes I was getting from this, which I feel is a common review that I give on this show, but <laughs> maybe that's like <laughs> a, a resurgence coming of that. For sure. If you like bands that have long sleeve t-shirts with the band name down the arm, this is for you. This is real long, real hardcore long sleeve hours. You have a mesh, a mesh camouflage obituary hat. <laughs> if you have long hair and like wearing a dad hat, this is for you. If you're wearing camouflage shirts and probably own at least one band shirt with a weed leaf on it. Yeah. <laughs> Lauren, Lauren, what did you think about this album? Um, I didn't get to listen to it because I code for uh, 17 hours <laughs> a day. You, you can just, this is... I'll, I'll, say, I'll say, Lauren, what do you think of this album? And you can say, it's an ass beater. And then we can see what that <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know that I feel, I don't know that I feel comfortable giving a giving no, an no, opinion about a thing. <laughs> right? I have a lot of opinions, and that's not one I have. <laughs> just like, <laughs> if you dress like a Bass Pro Shop employee but have tattoos, <laughs> you will love this album. <laughs> if you have an ankle monitor and you can't leave your house. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> Damn, a pivot. Napalm Death, Throes of Joy in the Jaws of Defeatism. This is my favorite of the week. I can't believe I remembered that fucking full title. But this is my this is my favorite album of the week. I I fucking loved this shit. This sounds like Napalm Death. The production is tight. It's also got you can see this band uh evolving. Like you there's there's some modern bullshit in this, but also the 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 grindcore you know and love from them. Good job, Napalm Death. Welcome back. My my favorite genre of music is actually modern bullshit, so this is right up my alley. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like a cross between, I would say, hardcore punk and modern bullshit. <laughs> it's blackened modern bullshit, crusty. <laughs> uh, I don't I don't normally love like grindy stuff, and I think when they do it they don't do it long enough where I want to like turn it off, you know? Um, but yeah, it's cool. I, um, I'm not super, obviously I know who they are, but I'm not super knowledgeable on their back catalog, but, uh, but it was a good listen. I enjoyed it. They literally have a song that just goes, bah! and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> 
goals. <laughs> in, uh, in the words of Travis Riley, this was a real ass beater. Yeah. This would definitely qualify as an ass beater too. Bar- Barney's definitely beaten ass in this record. No, this is not an ass. <laughs> I, uh, this is a barn burner. Okay. A, barn- a Barney burner. Well, what, yeah. what distinguishes a barn burner from an ass beater? Mm-hmm. Fast. Ass beater's slow. Barn burner's fast. But also, I like the. Did you catch my my Barney pun? The Barney burner, because the singer's name is Barney. Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and Lauren left. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Contra Cult Collective, the cult of opposition. That's a fucking tongue twister. That's a she sells, she sells by the thing. I can't do it. I'm bad at those. But this is an industrial album. And if you like industrial music where the singer is horny and he wants you to know about it, uh, this is probably for you. I was just going to say that we went from, from an ass beater to an ass eater. And this one is like horny horny industrial vibes um, a la Marilyn Manson, Nine Inch Nails. Um, I, I don't know if, I don't want to lump these bands together. I kind of assume they all have similar influences. So it kind of reminds me, but there's like, it's a little code orange in there, like King 810 at points. Mm. And I, I assume all those bands kind of pull from similar um, influences, but the choruses I thought were really, really good on this. Um, and yeah. Horny goth vibes. It's interesting you say that because I actually got some moments like a Linkin Park vibe. Not necessarily like their rappier stuff, but like the Chester Benning. The, the chorus is, yeah. Yeah, I got that vibe. And um, I also got definitely like a heavier, like I think Rob Zombie vibe. Before. I mean, it's, it's still its own thing, but I think I heard a lot of Rob Zombie influence with that poppy kind of dancey snappiness. I'm, yeah, I'm dancing can... while I say that. Uh, I, I dug this album. I This is probably my favorite of the week, to be honest. I just love a good album that makes me feel like I am in a fishnet shirt in a dungeon somewhere, probably on drugs, dancing my ass off. And like, this is what, like, like, like stuck in my vinyl pants, can't get them down kind of mood. Like, I love music like that. I really do. While you're getting slammed in the back of a Dragula? Yeah. <laughs> I think that this, I think that Rob Zombie is a different, a breed of industrial artist because I think that what we have here is fucking like Queen of the Damned soundtrack. Fuck it, you know what I mean? Like a, I'm a fucking vampire. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> like a I'm like, a vampire like boy. boy. <laughs> yeah, just like you know, we've I've done I've talked about this to death on this uh, on this show, but just like the voice is not that's not the industrial that I like. Like I want. I want more, I want less, uh, less true blood ass industrial. And I want like more Rob Zombie. I'm a fucking weird goblin uh, <laughs> industrial shit. I want a dance beat, but with a man that like knows that he looks like an old tree. That's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> a man who looks like you left Jason Momoa in the microwave. Oh. <laughs> Oh my God. I love Rob Zombie so much. I love White Zombie. There isn't, uh, I, there isn't that anymore. I feel like we, you have your three pillars. You have, you have Marilyn Manson. He's fucking out for me now though. You're done, done to me. Uh, and then we got Trent Reznor 
and we got Rob Zombie. Those are your industrial pillars. And everyone's either done Manson or 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 uh, Trent. But no one's been a weird goblin in years. We need a new industrial uh, like revolution. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> How about that next sharp tooth record? I see what you did there, Laura. I mean, yeah, thank you. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, well, my boyfriend did used to be in an industrial band um, and has read a lot of Anne Rice. So, frankly, our next record probably will end up being an industrial record. <laughs> cool. I hope Put it is. Also, I mean, going off of, I mean, Katie's cell. I was like, I too would like to be having the experience of being in a dungeon in an fishnet shirt on a lot of fucking drugs. <laughs> because who the fuck doesn't want to feel that way right now? God. I mean, yeah, no, I also want that. We all but I do. Want, I want spiritually. Yeah, for sure. I just but like I want like weird rat fink ass industrial music playing. I, I brought you it up. You can have the goblin guy too. Yeah. <laughs> When we reviewed their EP many episodes ago, I brought up the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like they're, they're like, not, not them, the, the foot, was it the Foot Soldiers layer? Like that's, yeah. like, like this music was like the soundtrack to that for me, like, and I just picture like doing drugs in that layer and like wearing weird goth clothing. Basically, we all want to be in the intro of uh, Blade. That's what we want. <laughs> yes. Precisely. I even want, I even want Wesley Snipes to kill me with a sword. Get it over <laughs> with. That's how I want to go out. I want to go out uh, in a weird blood shower while I'm on way too much MDMA. Take my life. All right. Uh, closing it out. Uh, this one's for the stepdads. All right. Ace Freely, Origins Volumes 2. This is Ace Freely doing covers and... It is so produced that it could literally be anybody. <laughs> this is one of the most overproduced things I've ever heard. And you know what? God, God bless Ace Freely. Uh, he had the best Kiss solo record. It's not this one, but <laughs> he seems like the coolest member of Kiss too. I went over to Cole's on Tuesday when the album came out and bought it and uh, popped it in my Dragula. I thought it was good. Wait, but guys, speaking of Rob Zombie, John Five is on this album. Oh, yeah, yeah. And like, I really appreciate when John Five does stuff that is not like Rob Zombie or Marilyn Manson, where he can really like noodle around and like show people his chops because, like, talk about underrated. We could go, we could have a whole episode uh -huh. of underrated mm -hmm. guitar. He is one of them. So I love that he's on this record because he totally showcases his chops. And then you got a whole bunch of like the classics on here. You got Lita Ford, you've got uh, Robin Zander from Cheap Trick. Bruce Kulick, also formerly of Kiss, was uh, on this, so. It's cool though, like Jordan said, it's super produced, but just a bunch of covers, you know, some I recognized, some I didn't. Um, it, it, was, it was an easy listen, you know, I think sometimes sure. previously doing this show, I would put something on and be like, oof, I gotta go 45 minutes on this one, huh? But this one was, was you know, not you, Fintroll. I love you, sexy singer. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I, uh, I I threw some shade just because it's just like, uh, it's, it's covers, it's overproduced. But this is just dudes having fun. This is dudes. Uh, just like having it. fun playing the songs 
that they used to do coke too and <laughs> bless them I, I like that ace ace talks about the album he says that he basically is like hey, it's like you know like i don't have to write the song so like i just like put my own spin on it and then just record it and it's like nice and easy basically you know which you kind of like yeah, gotta respect sure. that. Yeah. and i'm and yeah as katie said i'm always happy to hear john five like destroying a guitar um just playing it better than most human beings ever have and just and like putting in i love a, a kill switch beep, boop, 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 solo it's great also good for john five because john five's favorite thing in the world is kiss so i'm sure oh, this was huge yeah. for him oh. I, thought there was a, I thought there was a cream cover and like clapton was on it or something maybe i maybe i was high on on uh ketamine when i when i cracked yeah. that one up there you go in a dungeon wearing a fishnet shirt Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry um, guys, I was wearing a fishnet shirt when I heard this. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> just having a, a Jeff Hardy. Oh, that's a mood. <laughs> wow. A mood is a fishnet shirt. Uh, no. I, I no, the I'm sorry guys. I was wearing a fishnet shirt when I heard this, so I don't remember it. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like too much of pre-COVID year. <laughs> 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 It's like, what happened? Sure. I don't know. I was wearing a fishnet shirt. It was that kind of night. <laughs> that sounds valid to me. That is a valid excuse. Yeah, for sure. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Just send out texts in the morning. Sorry, guys. I was wearing a fishnet shirt. <laughs> Fill me in on what Please happened. Ignore every, everything that I that <laughs> happened. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Uh good good job, Ace Freely. Um that's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> that does it for us here at Last Words on the Pit. Lauren, do you have anything you want to tell the people about? Uh, so if you are interested in Sharp Tooth, you can find us on any socials, basically, Sharp Tooth MD. Um, if you want to find me, that's Cash and Claws. I'm on Instagram. I'm not on anything else. Ain't nobody got time for that. And... You should go and check out our most recent record, Transitional Forms, that dropped in July. Um, special shout out to anybody who can figure out the Mushroom song. I'll give you a prize. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> it's, it's that she really likes fairies. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, it's this is really on brand for the conversation, so I'm just gonna <laughs> leave that there. Yeah, it's a pop toy wearing a fishnet shirt. Travis, where can the people find you? Twitter and Instagram. Just my name, Travis Riley. Katie! Twitter and Instagram, at MercifulKate. And you can follow me on Instagram at 2 Minutes to Late Night, on Twitter at 2M2LM. Follow The Pit at We Are The Pit. That's all of our social media. That does it for us here at the Last Words Podcast. If you want to leave a comment or check out some interviews with some very cool artists, Check out our YouTube channel.